Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is part of our USA season, and this is our next stop, which is at Georgia. Uh, specifically, well, I mean, I'm certain that um, we went through, I mean, we went to Savannah, we went to a few places in Georgia, uh, but the place we kind of spend most of our time is Atlanta. And Atlanta is, if you've never heard of it, it is known for Coca-Cola, yep. um, the Olympics at one point. 1996. And yeah. um, it's worth looking up the worth looking up the lo, uh, the mascot for the um, 1996 Atlanta Olympics. It's hilarious. It's springy. Exactly. I just think it's, it's the Simpsons. It's the Simpsons. <laughs> the Simpsons knocked it off with Springy. By the way, yeah. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. And with me is Jeffrey Chi. Hello. And yes, back to mascots. Uh, look up the Olympic mascot for um, Atlanta. <coughs> it is hilarious. Um, it's it, it made me want to um, laugh at mascots from a very young age. But 96, I don't know how old I would have been there. Not that young. Anyway. Yes, Atlanta. Atlanta. So Atlanta, we, we actually drove to Atlanta, which means we don't have any train train beers to talk about. No train beers. No. Which is, or which, car beers. No. Or... Yeah, no travellers whatsoever. Um, so uh, so let's let's not bring that up because once we got to uh, got to our Airbnb, um, you know anyone who uh, any of us who brought up a map, you know the the common search whenever we got to a place was to write in breweries plus the name of the city we're in, and there was a brewery just down the, uh, just around the corner. So while these guys went off and got dinner, um, we stayed home, and I said I could use uh, I could use a beer. Uh, which worked, worked out quite well because there was a brewery just basically five minutes walk from the house. And it was this place called Torch Top. And I, I only went in there for takeaways, but it was like the beers were pretty decent. It was like, um, you know, pint cans and then, then Nipa. Oddly, then Nipa, I feel like, uh, I mean, they had like, you know, du- uh, double IPAs and things like that. But then Nipa was... It was almost like an Australian Nipah. It just had that harshness to me, where I, I just remember tasting. It's like, okay, this is this is this is nice, but it doesn't taste like it doesn't taste like the American Nipahs that we've been used to. Uh, but that's that's kind of my only recollection because it was like seven percent, and I had a few of them. So yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. But then, in the following day, you guys did a full exploration of um, every brewery, brewery we could find in Atlanta. Yeah, we did. Well I, well, I couldn't remember. Well, I didn't. Jeff and I didn't go to Torch Top, but we did get home after said dinner and found a four pack of their out of control Imperial Nipa, <laughs> which, uh, which we. Uh, yeah, the one, the one thing about Atlanta. Was, the one thing about Atlanta as well. I think the breweries were all quite dispersed, so it was actually quite difficult to do a whole mm. lot of them. In what you kind of had to pick mm. a direction and go, we're going to go and do those ones over there, or we're going to do those ones over there. Yeah, it's kind of like, imagine if it was Melbourne, but there were a few less breweries in Collingwood. <laughs> like, because obviously in Melbourne, you can go to Collingwood and that you can have a whole day. Just, yeah, yeah mm. sure. But if there were a few less breweries in Collingwood, then you'd be like, oh, I can only do half a day here and I need to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Okay, I see that argument. Though. Yeah. Right. Well, and of course, you know, um, speaking of breweries in Collingwood, um, I just did just read that Stomping Ground are opening something up down near Two Brothers. Yes, yes. They're bigger. Yeah. Bigger and not necessarily better. Who knows? Definitely bigger. I mean, that, I guess they were running out of blocks to take over from Collingwood. 
Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Collingwood is full. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah, like, so, yeah, so you've got Moondog opening up in Preston. You've got Stomping Ground opening up down south. Yeah, everyone's just sort of trying yeah. to... Well, I mean, if you want to get, expand... Get them out of the hood. Rent, right? Yeah. 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 So, we're, we digress there. We, we normaled. So, okay, so um, I know you guys went to a few places that we didn't. Um, where did you guys end up? Yeah, so the first day we started um, walking along the Beltline. So the Beltline is this former rail line that used to pretty much circle all of you know Atlanta and you know stopped being used, came kind of run down. And in recent years, there's been a thing to kind of do what they've done with the High Line in New York, but a much grander scale because this thing quite literally yeah mm. goes through all the inner Atlanta neighbourhoods. It's also ground level too. Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, the portion that was near Airbnb is actually the first portion that's open, I believe. So we're just walking along there, kind of going to this area where there was stuff, and we passed this place, the Crog Street Market. And Jeff, I think, was like, you know what, that's, that's a thing. We yeah, should, we should go into well, that thing. Yeah, that, that, looks like, that, look, that looks cool. Let's, let's check out what's going on there. And, it's yeah, it's this cool little market with all these like food places and that but they have a place called hop city which um is a very very good craft beer venue so quite a not insignificant sized store but also a ta- very extensive mm. tap list i can't remember how many beers there were it was like i think it's 40 or 60 mm. it was there yeah, was, it was of, the, of that really order. Big. I, I thought it was 60 yeah mm-hmm. and it's one of those places when yeah you go there and you're like hmm i'm I'm glad they have their tap list on untapped because pretty much all of that sounds like something I would like to drink. And then you go on untapped to try and narrow it down and you're like, oh, these are, most of these are really highly ranking. So you end up narrowing it down to kind of two of the ones that both sound delicious and rank really well. And for me, that was the Cosmic Debris, which is an Imperial IPA by Creature Comforts. I gave that 4.5. That actually became that probably one of my... Um, as far as discoveries of breweries I'd not heard of. Um, yeah, I had a few of their beers in Georgia. I think I had a few in um, Alabama as well, and they're fantastic. I didn't have a dud from them. And the other one was um, Untitled Art. They did a coconut cream pie blonde stout, which was, yeah, I gave it 4.25. Also outstanding. Yeah, I think what's the other? Yeah, the other one I had was the the coconut cream pie blonde stout. It was like a white stout, which was I literally which was, just said that. I yeah. oh, did you? Okay, yes. I'm, not to you. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. Yeah, I think we had there were a couple other neepers we had there as well. I think I had yeah. like maybe one from Orpheus. In fact, ah, yes. there it is, the Orphology. I had that. That was cool. Um, no, I like it. Hmm. So very cool venue. No. And, um, yeah. and and I, I should flag that they're actually when when we went on the Beltline, um, we went by a place that was uh, just they were just building it, but it was going to be like a proper wicked weed place, like okay. a wicked weed bar there. Um, okay. Uh, the, the, we went in there, um, and I'm like, I I just I just saw wicked wicked weed there. Uh, can, can we stop? And we're on those lime scooters, and then so we went there and it's like, um, are you guys open? And he goes, no. And then, then, then I got a better look at it, and I realised that um, you could see them uh, like sanding down the bar at the time. It's like, all right, I see your point. Yeah, you're not open. Yes. Um, so, but go. No, so that was good, and then we did um, a whole bunch of uh, street art and Martin Luther 
King uh, mm-hmm. Memorial Park. King no. Jr. There's a whole lot of civil rights yeah. museums which, which and stuff to see there, which is highly recommended. But Hop City was another one. I mean, this is to the point that you made um, in the in the previous episode about you know where there was a lot of opportunity to buy beer at that moment in time, but we just went. Oh yeah, can't, straight can't, up. Can't be <laughs> fucked carrying. Yeah. yeah, can't be fucked carrying this around all day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah wanted to purchase beer, I would highly rec- from Atlanta. I would highly recommend Hop City. Um, yeah. Then we went to oh another beer. I didn't check in. Went to a wing place, Jack's Wings. I know we got ourselves just some uh, pernicious weed, I believe. Right. Which I did not check in. Which is now everywhere. Yeah. And then we went to a place called the Porter Beer Bar. So this place was good. Yeah, this is really cool. So this was, um, this was, this is Atlanta's, um, uh, was onesie venue. Yeah. Last year. Um, and yeah, you go there. Though, funnily enough, they're um, tap takeover. So we get there. <laughs> And we're like, oh, yeah, we're looking for some beer. And they're like, oh, you're just, yeah, you're, you came at just the right time. We've got this amazing tap toga from this brewery called Epic in New Zealand. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're from Australia. <laughs> they're like, oh. But, like, again, they had, like, 60 taps or something. So I think 10 of the taps were yeah. Epic beers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, pretty cool if, yeah, if you're from Atlanta to get those beers there. I pretty much laughed my ass off when I saw that. Yeah, Ruffle Mound. Ruffle Mound? Rolling on the floor. Oh. Laughing my ass off. my ass off. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a different world. Anyway. Um, I'm not sure if I want to go down that road. Yeah, so we had some pretty delicious beers on tap there, and then we realised that they also had a beer Bible pretty much at a tone. It just gets put in your tail like, dunk. And you're like, ooh, wow, this is, yeah, one of those bars we had other places to be, but you could have easily spent a whole day there. It's page upon page of... You know, multiple vintages of rare beers and all kinds of wonderful things. And the prices, you're looking and you're like, the prices are all reasonably priced, like, for what they are. Yeah, we probably, I mean, we definitely stayed longer than we were planning. So I think we thought we'd just pop in for a beer and then head off. But yeah, we ended up there almost two hours, I think. In, well, in didn't you buy a t-shirt there? I did buy a t-shirt there. It's very cool. Yeah, I think the one, well, the one we had it, because um, we, yeah, we had our one beer each, there were three of us there. And then we went to the bottle list and got the Plea Pleiades. And so it was a wick as a four way collaboration, I believe. Uh, yeah, farmhouse sale from um, yeah, for the Newt Belge season 2018. It was Blackberry Farm Brewery, Nola Brewing, Creature Comforts, and Jester King. They brewed a beer in East Tennessee. Oh, wow! Over two days, there's a lot of people packed into that beer. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, then after that, we went to um. Sweetwater. Sweetwater, which is probably the most well-known yeah, I'd say Georgia so. beer. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia Georgian Craft Brewery. Craft Brewery. Yep. And that was a, that was, they had a lot of beers. Yeah. And like it's, it's one of those, it was like a stomping ground-esque sort of space, right? Just a gigantic space. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so we got, a, we got a few paddles and sort of tried a whole lot of, yeah. tried to just try as much different stuff as we could. Um yeah, and there was some real like, was this one here, the 420 Strain G13 IPA. But they were, they were, yeah, they, had, they were brewing like so many variants of their mm. like IPAs, but with experimental hops and infused, you know, stouts infused with coconut and raspberry. And yeah, a lot, a lot of variants I found. Um, yeah, really good stuff, really good space. Another good place to go for um, sports. I think they had the NBA yep. draft or one of the drafts on. It wasn't the NBA draft, was it? No, too early for the NBA draft. 
And it wouldn't have been no. the NFL draft either because that hadn't started yet. So anyway, there was something. There was some yeah. major sporting thing on. And then, then it was New Realm, correct? Uh, I went to Orpheus in between. Oh, right. Sweetwater and New Realm. And that, they were doing some beer launch. We, we bought we bought cans of that. That is yeah. the, uh, what the beer we'll be having next is the beer that was launched on that day. Or possibly okay. after next. Or possibly after next. That was a cool space though. Their sours were really cool. Yeah, in fact, that's pretty much all we had there was, was sour beers. Yeah, like it wasn't a... The space was very... It was kind of out of the way and it was very small. Mm-hmm. It actually felt... it. Yeah, it was like a, it wasn't so much a warehouse. It felt like you're in an in an office in a warehouse. You have, you have those. So I worked in a company like this once back in Perth. But basically, like there's the main warehouse where all the stuff's happening, and they've kind of put up some partition walls and put some desks in, and like mm-hmm. that's the office. But like, this isn't really the office. That's kind of what I feel their tap room was like. It's like let's just kind of partition a little corner of our brewery and kind of. Yeah, I'm not going to go the whole open, you were just drinking in the brewery thing, mm. but we're not going to go the full, this is a separate nice brewery room. It's kind of a partition <laughs> temporary feeling kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't, so I don't know if you'd go there for the atmosphere, but um, yeah, the staff were really friendly and you could tell it was a real locals place and some really, really cool beers. Yeah. And they also had the sports on. It's the thing about the US I love. It. Everywhere has the sports yeah. on. Even if they're not playing it loud, like it's not the main event, it's not a sports but bar. It's on in the background. There's still a TV so you can sort of... See what's going on. Keep on. Keep up with the scores. I like that. All right. Then it was New Realm. Then it was New Realm. Then it was New Realm. With, with the hilarious trivia night. Yeah, and it was a start round around circle for us because that New Realm was at the uh, basically back at the Pond City Market, more yeah, or less. Yeah, almost. They, um, at that point of the Beltline. That was an amazing view. So mm. it's like a two-story venue, and you go out to their um, their outdoor deck, which is huge, and you get this amazing view over downtown. At, Lantern, sunset, beautiful. But yeah, trivia night that we we almost won, which oh. was unusual given that there were quite a few Atlanta specific questions, and we're not exactly and, known for our. And there were only like nine questions or something for the whole. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was like yeah, three rounds of three questions yeah. that took two hours to complete. It yeah. was yeah, it, it, it there was, was there was a lot of downtime in that yeah. that trivia night. It was. I I feel like I don't know if that's that's a pattern. Maybe that's how it. It's always been in Georgia. It's very old. Mm. Food there was pretty good too. Mm. Mm. And we had those um, char siu pork loaded fries. Yes, that's right. Really good. Mm. So, what happened next? The next day, well, uh, I think the next day we wound up at like the world of Coca Cola and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, we did the world of Coca Cola um, in the morning. Mm. And then we went to Gus's world famous fried chicken for a bit of lunch, where they did not have the beer that we were that we were hoping to get. No. Um, so I think we ended up we got the the four twenty, so the sweet water, just their their yep. standard sort of pale, which was which was fine. And then I late checked in the pe- the beer from Jack's Pizza the day before. <laughs> no. I, didn't mar- I didn't mark it as a late check in though, and it wasn't the wicked weed. It was the hop executioner from oh, Terrapin, Terrapin. Yeah, which is that's uh, a very Terrapin. I think if you're a craft beer head, that's probably one of them. Yeah, no one. Yeah, and that's another beer that's quite it's quite common. Um, yeah, to see terrapin beers around um, Atlanta, which is um, good. And yeah, then you went to the um, college football college hall football, fan. and I went to a brew pub which happened to be across the road from it, which was fine. <laughs> like I got the tasting panel of their beers, and I gave three of them three point five, and one of them three point two five. 
This, this sounds miserable. But it was like, you know, it, it was fine. They brew their own beers. Um, probably a good place to go to to watch sports. And they had other, like, other beers that were, you know, honestly better than their beers. But, you know, it's one of those, you know, if you're in the area, pop in, but not a, not a seek it out venue. And then fast forward a bit. Um, I met you guys at Tap on Ponce. Oh, yes. We, we did do one place before then, though. Yeah, Cypress Street, in uh, which is near Georgia Tech Uni. So, yeah, real uni pub vibe, um, you know, so, yeah, laid back, good service. And, yeah, I think not the beer list not as good as the last time when I went there back in 2012, but still we found some good stuff. So there's this, this sort of maple... Yeah, the morning smack yeah, by that three one. taverns. That okay, was awesome. 4.5. It was really good. Just say morning smack. Morning smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good beer. And that was when we discovered those, um, those scooters, right? It was like Uber Scooter or something? Oh, the Lime Scooters. Yeah, so the Lime yeah, Scooters, yeah. That you, that you, yeah, that you yeah. guys have used the day before. Yeah. yeah. They're great fun. I mean, like, scary as fuck, but um, lots of ex- lots No, of no, this wasn't the Scooters. I think this was like the, almost like little like, motorbike-y kind of Scooters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you like open the back and like the helmet's in there. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was Whoa. like, it was like, yeah, it was like, actually, it was almost like a Vespa that you could like hire. Yeah. This is witchcraft. No, no, we're not going down that road. It's the only place we, a place I've seen that in the states. Because yeah, the little like lime scooters and things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that South Park episode about them. <laughs> They're all over the place. I really want to see that episode. It's really good. But yeah, these um these Vespa thingies it was it was yeah just cool. I guess people use them to go go around college maybe campus. Yeah, maybe. So I wanted to go back to Tap on Ponds because I think they do that as something really interesting. In tap on ponts have uh, basically you uh, you order at the bar, but then the beer goes into small plastic bottles, and then uh, kind of like you know soft drink bottles. Yeah, so you can drink it like outside, just like literally right mm. outside yeah. the venue, but you can't drink it on site because mm. I guess they only have a takeaway license. But but yeah, you yes. sort of buy it in either a I think you get like a bomber or a, a growler. And a, could, could you get a pint you as well? Pint. You get a pint. Yeah, pint size you? Yeah. glass. Mm. Quite wasteful. Mm. Oh, incredibly wasteful. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're getting growler, you're recycling. But if you're going for, like, the pint glasses, which we were, you're kind of just... Mm. Tiny bottles. Yeah. Mm. They did have, like, a can and bottle selection, too. So what the Pont Street Market is, it's actually um, it's the old Sears Roebuck store slash um, office and warehouse for um, that sort of the south. And it's huge, it's beautiful, huge brick building, yeah, right next to the, the belt line. And obviously that's no longer used for that purpose and they've converted it into this sort of independent, you know, bars and shops and restaurants. But yeah, you can, I think the at least the drinking license for actual drinking rather than purchasing is valid for the whole like main venue ah. so you could buy a beer from tap on ponds and then go to a restaurant or just mm-hmm. walk around and drink it that's pretty cool um i feel like we need more of that sort of stuff yeah really cool um but then all right now this is all leading up to maybe the most important thing that we did in the states well, that amazing craft beer venue called circle k <laughs> <laughs> exactly where we bought a particular beer that, um, for those of you, and this is on Rate Beer or Beer Advocate? Rate Beer. Um, Rate Beer, if you look it up, or at least um, if you look it up when we looked it up, um, what is uh, known as the worst beer in the world. Yep, look up every beer on Rate Beer and sort that list from <laughs> worst to best. Is a beer called Natural Light. 
Um, and it's by some sort of subsidiary of That's no, it's Bev. by IBM Bev. Um, it's Anheuser Busch. I guess that it was like they only wanted to put like a um, they didn't want to put um, anyone else's name to it. They just wanted to own it themselves. So we decided to get that along with uh, which I think we mooted mooted about in maybe the first episode of this season. Yeah, uh, deep dish pizza. Um, Chicago deep dish yeah. pizza. Finland's one in the natural light. I gave it a one star. Um, it ranks it ranks two point oh seven on Untapped. Um, two point oh seven, which it seems very generous. Jeff, did you even get to drink yours? I don't think I did. No, no I think I. I think you took a sip. I took yeah. a sip and then just went no, 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 cannot. Well, Justin cannot, Jay bought a can of it from Walmart and gave it four stars. There you go. <laughs> well, someone's guy gave it five stars. This is actually quite funny. Like pretty much you look at the check-ins and it's like, you know, 0. 0.5, 0.25, 1, 1.5. And then there'll be just a five or a four every uh, every now and then just pops up. Do you reckon they're taking the piss or they really care about it? No. And I feel like this guy's photo right here is um, sums it up, you know, hashtag team Natty Light. So yeah, everyone calls it Natty Light. And he's got it in a like Coke can cozy and he's barbecuing some steaks, which look like they're far too well done on a... Gas barbecue, I'm like, oh, no, it's not a gas station. That's over charcoal. I feel like that's the quintessential <laughs> city hall parking lot, tailgate beer, pre-game, let's go blues. So if people that are um, barbecuing or at sports events really like Natty Light and everybody else thinks it's terrible. Mm, story checks out. Well, according to Nick S, it's the best damn beer ever. Ever. EVA yeah. or EVA? Ever he's written that correctly. Okay. He's only checked in one beer since April 2009. That's the Natty Light. So, chalking up that awesome uh, American experience. I just want to read this chart. KCS. He only gave the beer one star. But um, I went 2 0 on beer pong in my defense with an Indian guy. Fuck your judgment. And his mate says, um, I've definitely had some of the shittest beer in my life playing beer pong. And his other mate said, I talked to shit. I talked shit to one of our SVP's sons in beer pong last night. I have a story to tell when I come back. And, yeah, there's a lot of conversations about how shit that beer is in that check-in. <laughs> so I think we should actually drink some good beer. And we are on to our first beer, and we've gone for the less strong beer for a start. Um, it is it is the Ode to Mercy, and it is from is it the normal or the nitrode? The nitrode, nitrode coffee, nitro coffee brown ale, um, or nitrode, um, uh, N I T R O D E, um, and it's from Mild Heaven Beer in Atlanta, Georgia, and it has a very specific thing. Um, uh, you have to chill, open, and pour uh, vigorously, vigorously down middle of glass. Um, yeah. Didn't do that. That's no. why we don't have the... Uh, That's why we don't have the nitro uh, head. The nitro mm. head. Mm. Well, you'll leave it alone. Um, serve thy neighbour. Uh, so this is a... It's not the best label I've seen, but it's not the worst either. Um, uh, have people had a sip? Uh, not yet. That's a very... Nice well, if you do that, it... Uh, it's a very... Um, Paul is... Um, swell your glass there. Hmm. Give it a bit of a bit of head. It smells mm. like it, it says. Hmm. Yeah. That's 
quite pleasant, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's very different to American brown ales, which... Um, yeah, well, on the uh, untapped description here, it says, uh, one-of-a-kind brown ale finished with nitrogen for a beautifully layered flavour and an incredibly smooth mouthfeel, nodding to Belgium and England. It's balanced with oak and coffee notes and a creamy, roasty finish. And there you go. Yeah, I would mm. say very much it is more of a English-style brown. I actually quite like the texture on this. Yeah, I think the nitro... Yeah. Adds to it. It's got a, and it's got a nice little aftertaste really to it smooth. as well. Caramelly. Mm. Yeah, caramel roasted. All those flavours you expect from a from a yep. brown. Mm. It's very good. That, so it's um, very malty. If you smell that, you can smell. It's got a real melt malt sort of a <laughs> chocolate <laughs> smell. Um, yeah, it's like chocolatey or like mm. ovaltine or some something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, ovaltine or that. Yeah, that mm. malt Mil- Milo, the brown one that you used to be able to get. Yeah. Mm. Quick. No, the brown Milo, remember? Oh, no. I the malt had, Milo? I never had malt Milo. Really? Are you sure you didn't just make that up? No, no, it's real. Right. It was in a brown jar instead of a green jar. I don't think it ever got to um, Ballarat. Yeah. It was, it was probably banned at the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, in, in true, um, like, the, the, that, what was that M. Night Shyamalan um, um, film, The Town? Or was it, or the village or something where, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not seeing it, but yeah. No, neither have I. I'm only basing this on the trailers. So funny, so Lauren always, I, Lauren the other day, she asked me, probably a few months ago, asked me why I keep buying the green Milo. She's like, she asked me why I don't buy the normal Milo. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, you know the normal Milo with the brown label? Don't know the green Milo, Milo is like, no, the normal no, Milo. The green label is the normal one. <laughs> she was like, mind blown. Look, uh, it's mind blown for me because I didn't even know there was a malt Milo. Yeah, well, I don't know when the last time they made it was. Oh, by the way, before we before we run any further, did everyone hear that they're making new... Oh, no, that doesn't exist. Malt Milo <laughs> yeah, does not exist. Anyone hear that they're bringing back new Coke? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Google it. And, um, so when we went to the Coke Museum, uh, the one thing that um, we all looked for, um, and Paul even asked the um, tour guide, was... Where can where can we get new Coke? And that was the one thing they didn't have. Yeah, the guy was like, "Oh, we keep asking them to bring back new Coke so people, so people can try it." Because we'll mm. say, "We'll say, surely we'll be able to try it at the um." Because you go to the Coke, like experience mm. thing they have there, and you can ev- and at have the end of it, every yeah. terrible Coke variation there is, like from all around the world and all the different brands that Coke owns. Mm. There's mm. like just post mix machine yeah. upon post mix machine, and but, you just try whatever you want. We're like. Surely they're gonna have new coke for people to try. Yeah. The guys like, nope, nope. They just he said even I've said they should bring it back, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And now you say that it's um, happening. Jeff, what's so, the breakdown? Let's see. I know 30, we'll, we'll get back to the beer. So it's got to do. So it's it's a temporary limited edition thing. It's got this. I haven't watched Stranger Things. There's new coke in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh, era. it'll be the new the the new season Must comes be the out. New season, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, like 4th of July, I think, so. Um, we definitely won't be able to get that in Australia. No. No. And um, if our American friends... Well, actually, we do know we'll have a few of our American friends mm, listening. Good point. Send um, us a can of New Coke. Yes. Or send us, like, a six-pack of New Coke. Um, I, you know, we need to clean the sink. Um, I'd like to try it. I'd really like to try it. Um, but, okay, so it's a line of Stranger Things. Yeah, oh. and it's not permanent. It's only a temporary. Yeah, I, yeah, which makes sense for now. 
you know. That's that's the meaning of temporary. Uh, I know, I know, but until that people start buying it, then like, you know, maybe we'll bring it back all the time. Yeah, but then it's not really new Coke. That's called like eighties Coke or something. Mm. Yeah, that's why it's oh. old Coke now. <laughs> but then eighties Coke, of course, brings up a whole mm. different uh, image. Yeah, good point. On to beer. Um, what are people saying about this? Um, Steve M. Not as crap, still crap-ish. 2.75. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait. Are we still on natural light? I know. Uh, what are we? What are people saying? Yeah, we picked all the beers where not many people mm-hmm. say things, it would seem. Which is rude. Here we go. Um, Scott S. at 1010 Midtown. Damn good beer. Looks like a light brown, but has a strong coffee flavour and big backbone. Soft mouthfeel from the nitro too. Good stuff. 3.75. And uh, his mate, Chris S., maybe his brother, um, said, did the nitrogen system on that one? And then Scott has responded, I'll have to track down somewhere that still has this on nitro. So I guess that, yeah, when it's at venues, they actually put, on put it nitro. on the nitro tap. It makes sense. Uh, uh, Tris Tris U Location Unspecified mm-hmm. Malt with chocolate On nose Sweet caramel Coffee taste Nitro Smooth mouthfeel Drinks easy Caramel Macchia Macchiato He means macchiato No like I'm pretty sure He means macchiato Macchiato With stout malts 4.25 Wow Uh, Ken M at the Ingleside Village Pizza. Excellent brown made <coughs> by the Nitro. 4.75 out of 5. Brandon W, Eagle Creek. Tastes like actual coffee. 3.75. I'm not sure if I'd go that far, but... Right, give me one more, people. It's thinking. It's a thinking. A lot of... Yeah, a lot of no comments on this one. Um, Which again doesn't does not help with our um, comment um, fueled podcast. No, it does not. It does not at all. And then I have to just keep talking and talking. Here we go, Michael M. <laughs> he said it was Wild Heaven and coffee and nitro. So I'm guessing it was this. It's good and really strong. Three point seven five. I don't know what that means, but sure. it's a comment. Mm. It's a comment. That's for sure. Jeff, it looks like you've found one just before. Oh no, just there. Uh, Chris M at the club. Solid. But apparently, according to the bartender at the club at ATL, which I assume is referring to the ATL airport. ATL is Atlanta. Airport, uh, yeah, must be Atlanta. Uh, this, this is an IPA. <laughs> so the bartender <laughs> was claiming this uh, This is an IPA. It's quite interesting. Well, that's like when I was it's in... a very um, interesting IPA. When I was at that bar in um, Perth the other day, and um, the guy behind the bar was trying to convince me that the Citre Sour from La Serene was from a New Nausicaa Brewing. In WA. Right. It's like, um, well, pretty sure it's not, but... Although, isn't New Norsica Brewing that, um, like, weird, like, AB and Bev knock- um, knockoff brewery? No, it's just a town in okay. WA. So, what do we think about this? I quite like it. Yeah, that, that, is, that is not a uh, Victoria. No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, New Norsica seems like it would be somewhere in um, um, Canada, you know, with um, Nova Scotia um, and New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Mm. Way better than Old Brunswick. Nice. Brunschweig or something, isn't it? That's the German (laughs) word that it comes from. It sounds like brunch. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it completely wrong. Brunschweig. (laughs) (laughs) We've reached Pete Kipster. Oh, we were there a long time ago. We're doing a beer podcast, for fuck's sake. 
Um, what do we think? I think it's pretty good. I actually really like this more than I thought I would, to be honest. I mean, I, I like brown ales as a style. It's um, I personally think it's an underrated style. I've always I kind of fell in love with the English-style brown ale when I lived over in the UK, and I've always looked for a good version of it here. And I think being on nitro, yeah, gives it that you don't want it to be sort of too... You want that smoothness that you get from a, well, I guess a hand pump normally as opposed to a nitro pump. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, Mark. I don't think I can give it a four just because as a as beers go, I have had better beers that rate as a four. So I'm giving it a 3.75. But, um, yeah, as far as brown ales go, I really think it's hitting all the right notes. It's smooth. It's got the coffee. It's got the chocolate. It's got the uh, brown Milo <laughs> smaltiness. It's got the caramel. It doesn't exist. It's, that was um, a photoshopped image. It's I kind of, yeah, I, I think I'm actually going to give it a four just because it's more of a, you know, within the brown ale style. I really like it. And for my own reference, when I sort my check-ins by brown ale, I want this to appear as one of my favorite brown ales that I've had. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. It's, probably, it's probably more of a 3.75 though, but I'm giving it a four. Jeff? Yeah, I'll give it a 3.75. Like, yeah, I quite like it. It, um, Yeah, it's definitely different to a lot of the, the American brown ales that, that we off, that often get produced. But brown ales are actually not a very common style nowadays anyway, I tend to find. Um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely drink it in. It's quite tasty. Um, I had the same conflict as Paul did as to, and I'm still fighting whether I go for 3.75 or 4. Um, I love the texture on this thing. I think it's really unique. It's really interesting. Um but I think I'll go 3.75. Um, it's still, it's an awesome beer and I would drink it again in a heartbeat. But it's not, it's definitely not a four-star beer for me. But it is well done. Right. Fair enough. So on that note, we've got one more beer to drink. And we're on to our last beer. And our last beer, uh, Paul alluded to it earlier, but Paul tells the story. Yeah, so um, Office Brewing, we just wanted to go there anyway, but as chance would have it, it was also the um, release day for their, at the time, new um, new can release. So it's uh, the Ferryman Reserve, an imperial stout with coffee, cocoa nibs, coconut, hazelnut, chilies, and vanilla. We really have so, hit the, like the coffee train on um, this one. Yeah, I mean, I like imperial stouts. I like all those flavors so we did um did do the old four pack thing so i remember when we did try it back um back in our uh airbnb same day that we had the uh deep dish pizza which is a story we should definitely share at the end of this um podcast episode um i remember drinking it enjoying it i did give it a four at the time but i also remember thinking and i'm pretty sure saying out loud that it would be a better beer that would definitely improve over time. So because of having four of them, we've actually brought two back. Mm. So we've got this one to try now. Although and, we um, didn't realise we brought two back until um, Paul and I... Yeah, we forgot. Um, but um, Both turned up with a um, can of this. I'm glad we did because um, I think this... I mean, I'll drink it again now, obviously, <laughs> but I do, I do think this is a beer that could possibly benefit further from aging that was my original thought so i guess it's been two months since yeah, um, six weeks oh god it feels like a lifetime ago by the time you hear this it'll be two months yeah mm. so um it'll be interesting to try it now and then i think um yeah that last can could probably do maybe another six months even a year who knows 
Well, we'll see how drunk we get. Um, and when it's in Jeff's fridge now, so anything could happen between now and a year. Good That's point. Right. <laughs> it could be there. There could suddenly be two mm. of them somehow. They <laughs> could might. be gone by the end of tonight. Yeah, mm. that's right. That's right. The myth. Um, I will say that this is, it's the look of it is so dark. It looks like soy sauce. It's mm. mm. poured very syrupy. Yeah. Um, hang on. What is the what is the ABV on this? Eleven point eight. Even look at that. If you twirl it in your glass, I mean, obviously, you li- people listening can't hear, but mm. that is like live twirling. It's like people. the legs on a. You know, red wine. It is mm. really, really syrupy. But it's it's quite something else. So, yeah, first impressions um, or second impressions for some of us, Jeff. Yeah, really intense. God, that thick. Yeah, it's still thick as. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It tastes less less. Um, I remember the thing that got me when I tried it for the first time, was that it had like a harshness to it. Mm. And I don't feel like it's got an intense harshness to it anymore. So I'm thinking that my initial impressions were correct, that the harshness is starting to mellow out. It's still there, but certainly not as <laughs> sharp <laughs> as I remember. I, I, I feel like it's, um, if, if we compare um, early Foo Fighters to late Foo Fighters or early Queens of the Stone Age to late Queens of the Stone Age, you know, they just sort of mellowed out. You know, the, the harsh edges are, are gone for, like, you know, string sections now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah, I, I agree. I think this was a lot punchier, like, flavour-wise when we first, the first time we had it, when we had it back in back in the US. Um, and I don't know, Chris, whether it's because you said soy sauce, but mm. it's almost like it does, ta- there's something mm. in there that's not one of the ingredients on the list that, you know, is sort of throwing me off a little. Oh, what it makes it sound like a bad sci-fi I pick up I pick up hints of cherry, and cherry is not a flavour that's listed. No. It's not on the manifest. But I definitely picked dark cherry in there. Yeah, no, me too. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, some sort of like, yeah, it's a dark fruit sort yeah. of thing. So I don't know where that's coming from, but mm. it's um, interesting. Um, okay, so out of curiosity, um, um, does the untapped listing give like a longer description? Nope. No, because th- this thing is mysterious. I mean, it's quite nice, super soy saucy, but quite nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, only 110 check-ins. I guess it's it's you know well, they probably didn't make that many. Oh, it's yeah, a small yeah. brewery, yeah. hilariously small batch, or nobody bought it, or everyone's selling it. Yeah. So they've got a Gary M here on the on the i sixteen. I'm hoping hope he's not drinking this while driving on the i sixteen. Um, day three stout fun, a ab fav. Um, thick liquid Nutella, smiley face, five stars. Um, I yeah, it's definitely not Nutella beer, but um, have there been? I assume there's been a Nutella. That's beer. yeah. There was um knee deep did one. Typical. But um, yeah, I mean, I I get that you chocolate and hazelnut are definitely there. Um, what else have we got? Uh, David, no location. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna assume the brewery. There are a few people checking in this beer with um this same glass, which I'm gonna assume is an Orpheus glass. I can't remember what the Orpheus glasses looked like. He said, "Uh, wow, so smooth, complex, four point five. We have a uh, Gary M at Orpheus Brewing. I see some NWO on the good side. 
two number two sweet and it's no no um punctuation there. Awesome all caps five stars. I have no idea what he is. I'm very confused. But so, he gave it five stars. I mean that seems good. Yeah, and that glass is Orpheus Brewing because he has so much checked it in. Orpheusly. So got Brian H at Orpheus Brewing, just decadent, nice touch of heat. And Christina B at Orpheus Brewing. Too much add-ins. And unlike the previous check-in, she has used unnecessary punctuation in ins. I don't know who the in belongs to. Taste, <laughs> um, taste, taste muddy. Three stars. Um, well, it, well, it's definitely muddy, but um, that's kind of the point. I like this one. Brian T. Holy shit. Boozy motherfucker. Great adjuncts. Thanks, Josh. 4.25. Yeah, we've got Eric O at Orpheus Brewing also, pick, also picking up the adjuncts. So lots of adjuncts thrown in here and it works well. We like more coconut and coffee, but the chilies, cacao, hazelnuts and vanilla are nice. 4.25. This is definitely one of those beers where if you say that it's got something in it, it's like, oh, yeah, I can taste that now. Yeah, it's definitely, the chili is definitely, this is this is the way I like my chilies in a beer. Like mm. you don't taste initially and now you kind of like, oh, yep, there it is. Just a bit on the back of the throat. Mm. Really good. Um... Who else, who else, who else, who else? We're pretty much walking back to release day when we were there now. Do you guys have a chicken? Um, I probably wrote nothing about it. I may have. Mm, typical. It would be interesting to see what I thought. It probably would have been near the beginning, given that would have been um, the day of the check-in. Here we go. Zane O, he's got a can of it. Yesterday, tailgating the United game. I assume he's talking about Adelaide United. Or Atlanta. Atlanta United, sorry. Adelaide. No, no, Adelaide United, definitely. Um, yeah, as we, as we found out. Um, yeah, they love it. Yeah, so Atlanta United, um, the MLS soccer team, flags and posters and stuff everywhere. And now we had an Uber or Lyft driver that was telling us that the soccer team is actually more popular than the Falcons at the moment. Yeah, that's right. The Falcons struggle so to pack out it, the state. So, so you guys, you mean Atlanta Falcons? Yeah. But Th- really those, those Atlanta Falcons. Because I've not seen that anywhere in the States. Where yeah, soccer's, soccer's pop- just been that popular. Yeah, or at least more popular than like you know. Mm. If I can understand if you had an MLS team and no NFL team, yeah, but they have both and to sell out their MLS yeah. games and not the mm. NFL. That's right. Anyway, um, yesterday tailgating at the United game. This was a nice, great blend of hazelnut, subtle spice, and chocolate. Four point two five. But could you imagine drinking this on a tailgating thing? It like I mean, you're there for a few hours. If you had a few of these, you would be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> all right. John H. I like this one. John H. Orpheus Brewing. Delicious, a lot of hazelnut. Normal disclaimer for beers with chili. More heat, please. So I definitely disagree with this. I think this does what a chili beer should do. Mm. Um, but he got 4.25. And Orpheus have commented get some stouts all the way down, volume four. The Mexican stout on our anniversary will also have heat. Hmm. All right. What do we think? What do we think? So. I think. I want to know. Here we go. So I, yeah, I wrote nothing when I checked it in last time, but I gave it a four. I'm, I'm upgrading it. I think it's definitely lost that harshness. It's a lot more well balanced now. So I'm giving it a 4.25. And I, you know, I think with a bit more age, this could be a 4.5. So, but I'm upgrading it to a 4.25 now. I really like the balance of flavors. I really like what it's doing. I like the subtle chili kick at the end. Really nice beer. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm tossing up between a 4 and a 4.25. There's still something that's not quite sitting right with me. Maybe it's just my hangover, so maybe I'm just, like, just unfairly punishing it for that. But I know, I think I will I will give it a 4.25. I, I think it is a great beer, and I think if I was in a um, slightly better state of mind, then I would, I would probably recognise that better, but that's fine. We can look through that. I think that's a fair caveat. Um, I... Yeah, I also think there's a 4.25. It's it's a really, they're probably, uh, I think there probably is something missing to it, but it is still a really nice beer. Um, and, you know, it's it's also one of those things where you can list a thousand things and you'll taste all of them in there. But on that note, we should finish up for this episode. Um, this has been our um, tour of Georgia. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been Jeffrey Chee. Catch you next week. We've been Paul Christoph. Um, ask us about the uh, deep dish story next time you see us if you want to hear about it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, in fact, we'll start the next episode with the deep dish story. Okay. Um, that works. That uh, works. So we'll be back. Because it is in that junction where yeah. the deep dish story all comes well, it does. The, the, deep, the deep dish does uh, traverse state borders. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if you're not enticed enough now, you'll have to listen back next week to be even more um, enthralled in the world of deep dish pizza. Until then, uh, we will talk to you all next week.